0: Welcome to the Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Oh, thanks, ladies. (laughs) Wow, sit down now. That's great. So, obviously, you're going to all be asking the same questions that you asked Sarah. So, I better answer them now, I? So, I'm Debs. I'm 40. I'm in a size 10, just. (laughs) What was the other one? Oh, here. Yeah, I'm a natural brunette, but I do dye my roots. Um, Okay, so I've been part of the Rock Church, well, since it started. Um, And, yeah, like Lynn said. We had a discussion um, about conference, and it was like, oh, you can do a session then. So I was like, oh, thanks. (laughs) So how many of us believe this morning that God has called us to fight? Yeah? So we may feel like we haven't got the energy. You may have come in here today, and the last thing on your mind is, I want to start a fight. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah? You might have had a bad week. You might feel like, oh, you might have felt this morning, I'm not really bothered about going, but someone's asked me. You know, we're all in different places in here today. And, you know, there were many people in the Bible that God called to do a particular job. And it's the same with us. All of us have got jobs that God has asked us to do and called us to do. But have you ever felt like you're the wrong person that God has called for the job? Yeah, if you have, then you're not the first And you definitely won't be the last. Because everyone in the Bible that God called or chose to do a particular job said, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure if I can do it. I'm not sure if I'm the right person for the job. If we look at Moses to Esther to Joshua, all through the Bible, they all had a doubt, didn't they? They all said, I'm not sure if I can do this. But today I want to talk about the story of a man called Gideon. I love Gideon. I've always loved the story of Gideon through my Christian life. I was laughing about it at the beginning with Claire, because I was saying, like, Gideon's like my Tom Cruise of the Bible. <laughs> like, if Tom Cruise was in the Bible, it would be Gideon. <laughs> so you can picture him when I'm talking about it, if you like, if you like Tom Cruise. Okay, so Gideon was a guy in the book of Judges, and God began to stir a fight in him. So we're going to look at Gideon's fight today. and hopefully. Because I know from my own life that when I look through about Gideon's life and how God chose Gideon, I can relate to a lot of those things. And I'm sure that as we go through, you might be able to do the same and relate to some of these things. So Gideon first comes about then in Judges 6. In verse 11, we first hear about him. And it says this, The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizarite, where his son Gideon was threshing, white in a, threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. Now, we've got one verse there about Gideon, but this verse actually says a lot about who he is. It says, well, we can look at it and see that he's quite a timid guy. He's hiding, for one, from the Midianites. So, for the looks of him, he's not got a lot of confidence. And it does give you a bit of a background that during the time. Israel had been taken over they'd been captive by the Midianites for seven years they'd not had a leader in a long time and the Israelites had stopped following God so they were basically hiding from the Midianites they were making themselves caves and hiding away hiding food away because they were worried that the Midianites were just coming in camping and taking everything from them so there was this spirit that was coming against the Israelites it was intimidating it was a dominating spirit. And during these times of crisis, God is always looking for a man, for a woman, that's going to say, I'm going to step up, and I'm going to fight, and I'm going to do something about this situation, because, you know, the people can't take it anymore. God is looking for somebody to stand up. And so God shows up to this man, Gideon, hashtag Tom Cruise, and he was hiding hiding from the Midianites, he was hiding his food away because he was worried that it was going to be taken and then we get this verse 12 and the angel comes and says the Lord appeared to Gideon he said the Lord is with you mighty warrior and so we've got Gideon here sitting under this tree hiding away imagine it the angel's coming saying you're a mighty warrior Gideon's like what? you're talking to me? look I think you've got the wrong person here looking around there's no one else here he must be talking to me and it reminds me of one of those moments where you know like when you're in a crowd and somebody's like waving over and you have that really awkward moment where you're like are they waving at me or not so you do that really awkward like thing with your hand don't you to say like and then you look behind you and someone's going <laughs> and you're like oh no 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 they're not talking to me and I, and I, I picture that Gideon being like that that you know is saying are you talking to me? and so Gideon starts getting stressed and he gets upset here and in verse 13 he says this pardon me my lord Gideon replied but if the Lord is with us why has all this happened to us so straight away he's blaming God God you know if you're there why why are we going through all this why is this happening and so the first point that I want to take from this story is stop the blame game Gideon is frustrated here He's had unmet um, unmet expectations. He's disappointed about his surroundings. He's looking for someone to blame. So who does he start with? He starts with God. And I think all of us are tempted sometimes, aren't we, to blame somebody? Whether it's your husband, whether it's your boss, whether it's your kids. We all want to blame someone. But the truth is, if we win the blame game, that doesn't mean that we're going to win the fight. Now, I I can have an argument with you today about whose fault it is, whether it's your fault, my fault. We could have an argument all day about it, and I'm sure we do, because we all like to be right, don't we? But it, it doesn't make any difference. The situation's still there, isn't it? And even if Gideon won the blame game, he's still got the problem that the Midianites are there. Something needs to be done. Someone needs to stand up, and there needs to be a solution to the problem. And you know, God is looking for someone to fix the problem. For someone not for someone to blame. Our nation's great, at it, aren't they? We only have to put the news on and we can say that people are pointing the finger, they want to blame everyone else for everything that's happening. And Gideon was so blinded by the blame game that he couldn't actually see that God wasn't the problem, that he was actually the solution that God wasn't causing the problem here. He was actually trying to bring an end to it. He was trying to get someone to stand up and say, look, I'm going to make a difference. And you might be here today, and you might have given up on God, but I want to tell you that he's not given up on you. You know, that's why you're here today, maybe. But, you know, you think you're here today because someone's just invited you, and you didn't want to say no, so you've, out of the goodness of your heart, you've said, oh, well, go on then, I'll go to that conference. But... You're in this room today for a reason, because God wants you in here, because God wants to do something in your life so that you can go out here different to what you came in. And God has not given up on you. I really feel like that's a word for somebody in here today. You've come here and you've felt like that God has walked away from you, but he's he's right there. And in verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midian's hands. Am I not sending you? Have I not anointed you, Gideon? And so my second point is, no more excuses. God has anointed you, God has anointed me to fight. God's enabled you to fight, whatever you're fighting today. God's given you the strength to fight that battle. And, you know, all over this room this morning, whether you realise it or not, we're in a fight. That someone's fighting something, it might be you're fighting an addiction it might be that you're fighting cancer you might be fighting lifestyle issues you might be fighting for your marriage you might be fighting for your kids you might be fighting fear or anxiety fighting to know who you are but whatever it is God wants you to know that he's anointed you to fight and here Gideon starts to make excuses in verse 15 he says, Oh my God, how can I save Israel? I'm the least in my clan, I'm the weakest in Manasseh, I'm not worthy. And straight away he's coming out with all these excuses of why he can't do it, why he can't get in this fight, and why he can't win. And I want to ask you today, what's your excuse? Turn to the person next to you and say, what is your excuse? <laughs> so don't you don't have to answer it just <laughs> tell him I'm not telling you <laughs> okay but I've put we've got some paper and some pens on the. so if you've got your notepad that's fine but there's also some paper and some pens in the middle of the table so I want you to just get a piece of paper and a pen okay and nobody else is going to see this this is just between you and God okay so don't worry about what you're writing, it's, it's just for you to see. And I want you to think and be honest with yourself today about what's your excuse, okay? What is it? What's that one thing that's holding you back from winning your fight? What is it that stops you from moving forward? And you probably already had something in your head before we've even got to this point. You've probably thought, you know, I know, well, I get anxious. You know, this, I've got this illness, I've got this fear, whatever it is, okay? It can be one word that you write on your piece of paper, okay? But what, what is it that's holding you back? What is it that's stopping you from fighting? God had the, Gideon had the weak excuse. I've come from the wrong family. What stops you from fighting? I'm too, dot, dot, dot. What's your dot, dot, dot? And then when you've written something, I want you to just fold it up, just put it in front of you and leave it it to the side for now, okay? And I want to tell you that God has a remedy for every single excuse on your pieces of paper. Whatever we throw at God, he says, yeah, but I'm with you. You may feel weak but God says yeah but I'm strong. You may feel that you're unqualified but God says well I'm sorry but I'm inside you so you can do anything. So I hate to break this to you but whatever you've got on your piece of paper it do not get you out of, of starting that fight and doing what God has called you to do because he lives inside of you and he's given you everything you need to win and he's anointed you. God told Gideon, have I not anointed you? I will be with you, in verse 16, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive, not one, because God is inside him, and he's going to do it. There was a man called Oscar, and he was a wealthy businessman. He often got into fights, and he had a lot of stuff going on in his life. He was in Germany, and during during that time, the Jews started being persecuted by Hitler, And God was looking for someone to stand in the gap and save the people from the Holocaust. And young Oscar started thinking, God, maybe you could use me. And we all know the story, Oscar Schindler, Schindler's List. He saved 1,100 Jews, all because he stopped making excuses. We've got another man that's well-known, Billy Graham he was asked to preach his first sermon. He said he had four sermons prepared. He said, I was so nervous, I preached all of them in less than 10 minutes. <laughs> and that used to be me. I used to talk so fast. I'm probably talking fast now because I'm a bit nervous. But when you're nervous, you just try and get everything out all in about five minutes. And, but, you know, Billy Graham said, if Billy Graham said, I'm no good at this, the world would have missed out on one of the greatest preachers. And, you know, God has has a solution for every excuse. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And for me, I face these doubts all the time. There's a lot of people better than me to stand up here. I was having a bit of stress last night when we was getting stuff ready. And I had to have a word with myself. And they had to have a word with me. I was like, oh, I didn't even know if they was coming, but I was going, there's this great preacher coming, and I've got to get up afterwards. And but you know what? It's not about me. It's about God's strength in me. That He's called me to do it, so I'm gonna stand up here and bring you what God's called me to do. (laughs) And you know, Gideon was facing a huge army. They said it was as big as the sand on the seashore, and the Israelites were a lot smaller. Gideon came from the smallest clan. I just don't feel like I've got what it takes. But God was with him. God was inside of him. And the, my third point I want to make is there will be pain in your fight. God promises we'll have pain. That's encouraging, isn't it? But, you know, sometimes we, we like to run from pain. We think it's bad, we think it's from the devil. But God uses pain to purify our character, He doesn't cause the pain. But he knows that through that, it's going to make us into the woman that God has called us to be. And Gideon does what God asks him to do. He stops making excuses. And then God says to Gideon, I want you to destroy the idols in your dad's house. And in verse 29, it said, they asked each other this. When they carefully investigated, they were told Gideon, son of Joash, did it. They were looking for someone to blame. So here... They were looking for someone, they wanted someone to be killed. So they began to investigate, but the only people that could have done it was Gideon's friends. So they were the only people that he spoke to on the night before, and yet the people closest to him betrayed him. They went back and snitched and said, oh, it was him, he did it, and then everybody was ready to kill him. No, sometimes pain comes from the most unexpected places. Sometimes it can come from people that are closest to us. Look at Jesus. Even Jesus had a Judas. Sometimes we think everything is going to be perfect when we choose to follow Jesus. We know that that isn't the case. But Jesus said there will be pain, there will be trials, there will be storms. But take heart because you're not going through it on your own and you're not staying there, you're going through it and I'm going through it with you I've overcome the world so you can fight, you can fight through the pain don't get focused on the Judas you know Jesus had 12 disciples one of them betrayed him but he had another 11 that was beside him that was holding his hands up and saying you can fight so let's not get focused on the negative of the person that you know has let us down because we've got many other people that are beside us saying you can do this And if we're we're fighting a battle, we're going to bleed at some point. And I'm thinking the hardest part of the fight is actually showing up in the first place. And the second part of the fight, the hardest part of the fight, is getting up when you've been knocked down. Have you ever seen the film Rocky? You've got to have seen one of them. There's about ten in there. But flipping heck, that man got hit, didn't he, a few times. Yeah, he was battered. And he was bruised before he got his victory. It wasn't an easy fight to do. But, you know, we can't stay bitter. We've, to get the victory, we can't stay bitter. We've got to move on. Gideon had to move on. We have to push through the pain. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. We'll only grow to the level of the threshold of our pain. So if you want to grow, then you've got to raise that threshold that pain threshold. We've got to push through. I've just been trying to do, um, I'm doing a 12 week program to try and run half, do the half marathon. But I'm on week three at the minute, and um, there's one run in, that, in the middle of that week that you have to, it's called a tempo run. So you're supposed to do five minutes, like a nice easy jog. And then you've got 20 minutes where you have to just run as fast as you can, almost sprint oh flipping heck I started Tried to do that the other day so I was jogging along nicely right put my timer on for me 20 minutes started running off running as fast as I can I was like oh this is all right and people go good morning I'm like morning and I thought, they bet they're thinking oh look how fast she's running but 15 minutes in it was a very different story I was sweating I could hardly breathe and I find it hard to even crack a smile to somebody who was saying morning because I was about just looking at my timer thinking two more minutes, two more minutes and it's like that isn't it that you've got to push through that it's that last little bit where we want to give up this is too hard, I can't do it but God's saying come on you've got two more minutes to do and the feeling that you've got at the end of that is amazing you feel like you've achieved something you know, mine was a 20 minute run, but I'm sure there's things in our lives that, you know, we do that we have to push through as hard as it is. And God said, Come on, your victory is there. It's in touching distance. You've just got to get to that part. And Gideon had to push through the pain barrier. You are going to make it. And then what happened next? Gideon started to gain some confidence. In Judges 7, all the Israelites were ready to fight. They were up early, saying, come on, let's get ready. And then verse 2, God puts a spanner in the works again and says, you've got too many men. So you can imagine what Gideon was feeling at that point. Are you joking me? We've got too many men. Surely, the more the better. God says, no, you've got too many men. Sometimes God has to subtract us before we can multiply us. And they can be the hardest times, can't they? Because none of us want to be subtracted. But we've got to remember that if God is doing that, then multiplication is just around the corner. If you feel like you're down to nothing, it usually means God is up to something. And, you know, you may not understand the pain, but God says, this pain is a purpose for your destiny. And although we don't believe it and we see it at the time and it's hard that we do come through it and we see that God has made us into a better person so God subtracts Gideon he said anyone afraid leave now 22,000 Israelites walked away from Gideon that day they were his friends, they were his family people he was counting on and he had 300 men left and so he took them down how he got the 300 men was the story, he took took them down to the river and God said to him basically if you drink the, Those that drink the water by lapping it, some will kneel down. The ones that are lapping the water, they're the men I want, so I'm going to choose them. And so here's your 300 men that you're going to fight against this huge army. Now, I want to just give you a visual image of what this army what, looked like, that these men were fighting. We have, so if you look at that army there, they just look like ants, don't they? There's that many of them. OK, 300 men were going against that army so that gives you a little bit of a picture of what was going off here and what was probably going through Gideon's mind but and I'm sure at that moment Gideon was feeling pain that how on earth are we going to get rid of all of them with 300 men but you know he was saying God this really doesn't feel like I'm going to win and we can feel like that can't we sometimes we can feel like we're coming up an army like that size and we think God how am I going to win this but God says, get ready. Get ready. You're gonna fight. Get ready. You're gonna be able to get through this. And then my last point that I wanna make is this the greatest coach is in your corner. You know, I love it, love it in the film Rocky, where he's getting beat up, he's got blood dripping down his face, he's nearly out of the game, but he goes back to his corner, doesn't he? And he sits down and who's there? His coach. And his coach starts speaking to him and he's giving him strategies and he's saying to him, you can do this. You've got this. I'm with you. And God's preparing us for the fight. He's our coach. We have a coach that doesn't give up on us. When we give up up on him, he's still there. He's saying to us, come on, you can do it. Just that one, one minute more. That's all you've got. And I'm there to help you. He's in our corner. He's in your corner against that addiction. He's in your corner for your marriage. He's in the corner for that fear that's intimidating you. He's in the corner for your dreams that he's put inside of you. God is in your corner for whatever it is you're fighting today. Whatever it is that you've put on that piece of paper that you know is holding you back, that is excusing you from doing what God is calling you to do, God is in your corner for that thing. And God tells Gideon, "I know you feel down, but there's an angel. He says, "Gideon, don't be discouraged, I 'm with you and then God told Gideon to actually go down to the camp and listen to the enemy, and he goes down and he, he listens to them, and he gets his strength back. He knows that God is with him Gideon was he was asking for signs from God all the time he was saying. Right, I'm going to go to bed tonight. If that fleece is wet in the morning and it's dry there, then it'll be all right. I know you're calling me. Gets up in the morning, there he is. Oh, I need one more sign. We can be like that, can't we? God, just, just make it just a little bit more clear. That's what you're saying. Just, just one more sign. And every time, there was no getting out of it for Gideon because he knew 100% that that's what God has called him to do. And so, you know, he gets his strength back. You know, the devil hates it when we get our strength back. That when we're charged up, the devil eats it. The devil eats it that we're all here today, knowing that we're going to find out who we are, that we're warriors, and that we're going to walk out of here, mighty warriors. He's trembling in his boots, and he should be, because we're all called to be warriors, and not looking at the person next to you saying, oh, yeah, I know it's all right for you. We've all got stuff that holds us back. We've all got stuff that... that makes us feel weak but we've all got God that makes us strong and and so to top this story off God says to Gideon right so they're all ready they're all ready to go out to fight and he says, what are you doing picking your swords up you're not are you not using a sword well, can you imagine Gideon's face oh no here we go again you've already took off me men now what you do why what you saying he says, actually, I want you to just go to this war and fight this massive army with a trumpet, a jar, and a torch. Well, that's God all over, isn't it? So, poor Gideon, can you imagine going back to this 300 men and saying, sorry, guys, put your swords down, put your spears down, pick up your trumpets? He must have thought it was crazy, but if God tells you that's how you're going to win and that's what you've got to do you're going to win no matter what you're picking up no matter what you're using because that's what God has said and I think God wanted him to know that this is my victory it's not yours it's not about anything you've done but it's about my power that's within you and there was no way they were going to win that war for any other reason than with God you You're not naturally going to win a war with a trumpet, a jar, are you? It's just not going to happen. So, you know, whatever you're facing, God might give you a unique strategy. It might be something that you think, oh, I'm not sure about this, God. But, you know, we have to just trust him. Because when we do, we step back and we go, it couldn't be anything other than God. Because there's no other way that could have happened and I want to, I want you to go back to what's on your piece of paper, and I believe really believe that God wants you to leave some stuff behind today. That stuff that you've come in with, that there's absolutely no reason why you need to walk through that door with it again today. Okay? It might be an excuse that you've made for so long to say, "Oh, this is why this is why I can't fight. This is why I can't stand up and do it." But we know today now we've got no excuses is God going to take away the pain he might not today he might not tomorrow or next week you might have to push through it you know is God going to take away that anxiety you may have to do it with your anxiety but whatever it is God has enabled you to fight and you've got to start believing it we've all got to start believing it that we can go out here and we can be have that warrior spirit that God has called us to do and you know you might be a Gideon I often I slip back into Gideon all the time oh what you calling me surely come on when we sat around that table in that um, planning meeting for this conference and Liam was like oh yeah Deborah I think you should talk about Gideon I had that moment where I was like oh you're you talking to me <laughs> we get we get that don't we 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 try and put put it onto somebody else, but when God is calling us, we have to step out and God gives us the strength to do it. And we've got some buckets. Do you wanna just bring those? So I'm gonna put these buckets here each side. And I want you to just between you and God, this is, okay? But what what you've got on your piece of paper, if you wanna to say to God today, I'm not having this anymore. I'm not going to make this excuse anymore. I'm not going to keep using it for, to stop me from winning this fight. It might still be there, the thing, whatever it is. It's not going to be taken away, but I'm not going to let it hold me back anymore. And if you want to make that decision with God, at some point today, it can be over lunchtime, it can be in the worship, it can be... Before, just as long as you do it before you go out those doors, just come and put your piece of paper in one of these buckets... Okay, and that's your declaration to God to say, "I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it at the cross. I'm leaving it with You, God, and I'm not going to take it out with me anymore." Now, no one's going to see it. We're not going to sit and get the papers out afterwards and go, "Look what she's got." No one's going to look at your piece of paper. It's going to be chucked in the bin straight away afterwards. No one's going to see it because this is between You and God. Okay, so please don't go out and go, oh, "I've still got it in my pocket." Okay. I want I want it to be a decision that you've made to God to say I'm not taking it out with me anymore I'm going to put it in here and I'm going to say to you God take this take this anxiety take this pain take this whatever it is take this circumstance take this situation and make me into a warrior so that I can fight with this thing okay God said to Gideon Gideon you are a mighty warrior put your name in there You are a mighty warrior. God has called us to be warriors and God's called us to fight. But we need to stand up and we need to not let those things that have hold us back anymore. Put them them in there. Say to God, I choose to fight. The hardest thing I said was to actually show up to the fight. Okay? Sometimes you just need that bit of strength just to show up to the fight. Say, God, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm weak, but I'm here, and I'm ready to fight. You know, some of us are fighting for people in our families that aren't saved or fighting for a circumstance or a situation that we're in. That people around us in our world need us to be ready to fight because there's no one else fighting for them. Yeah, I might be the only person in my family that can fight for my but for my own safe fiancé, for my daughter that's at home, that I'm trying to get her to come back to church, who else is going to fight for them? And, you know, in our own circumstances, and our own worlds, that people are counting on us, and God wants to use you. Not the person next to you. God wants to use you, and we're all ready, and we're all willing, and none of us are too weak and too downcast to not win the fight. Do we believe we're going to win the fight? Yes. Yeah. Amen.